Before we begin, I'd like to just say thank you to my friends at Hair Saloon for supporting this podcast and for providing space at their corporate offices to record it. Hair Saloon's mission has as much to do with the restoration of men as it does with the business of haircutting. They try to make a difference in the lives of the thousands of men who come through their doors every week. Hair Saloon is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and if you've ever been interested in running your own business and want to work with great people, I would highly recommend you check out the Hair Saloon franchise opportunity. Go to hairsaloonfranchise.com to find out more information. That's hairsaloonfranchise.com. Also, a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and please do take two minutes to give us your review. And if you have a question or comment you'd like to share with our listeners, go to Suzanne at the SuzanneVenkerShow.com. Welcome back to the Suzanne Venker Show. I'm your host, Suzanne Venker. Are men and women better off today than they were before the sexual revolution? Do you ever wish male and female roles were more defined? What is it about men and women that got lost in the struggle for so-called equality? Andre Parody of Project Equinox is back to talk about these issues and many others. Andre is a certified life coach, entrepreneur, business owner, and artist who teaches singles and couples how to create and maintain successful relationships. He lives in L.A. and joins me now via Zoom. Welcome, Andre. Good morning, Suzanne. How are you doing out there with those fires? Oh, fires are gone. It was last week. It's gloriously beautiful this morning. I woke up, my coffee and the sunshine on my face at 7.30. I you can't be in a bad mood here. Just uh, saying. <laughs> I know. I mean, seriously, I can't even get my head around constantly wonderful weather. It sounds lovely. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So I'm bringing Andre back, folks, because you might have remembered him from earlier. I'm not sure when. Last month, maybe sometime. But he has a fantastic podcast himself called How the Culture Gets It Wrong, mm-hmm. which, no <laughs> surprise, is right up my alley, which is um, – <laughs> Well, okay, so I listened to I do listen to it regularly, and the last one or a couple weeks ago, he had one on that I just thought was very informative. So I asked Andre to come back on and basically do a repeat of what he talked about on that podcast. So that's what he's here to do today, and I'm going to begin Andre by asking you that sort of that description that you were explaining how we got where we are. I thought was was really well done. And I also loved the story, by the way, about your religion, which if you want to if you want to talk about that, that's up to you. But my question sure. for you is, so how did the roles of men and women get so screwed up? <laughs> Good Lord, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? Yeah, you know, I think I think I understand the, you know, uh, back in the days, back in the 50s before, you know, right, and all the way up to the 50s, there was a really uh, – there were very few choices. People had the, the life society had people structure in the sense that women would have the children and, you know, stay home and be homemakers and men would go out and do the work, you know, and it's a really good setup because it's actually the setup that actually has a survive for millennia, like, right. The mm-hmm. hunter gatherer, right. There's a re- the reason why all this took place and it had worked for so many millions of years. And that's actually how we all get to be here. But, <clears throat> You know, all of a sudden after Second World War and women actually had to step in to help with the work stuff and thought, this is actually kind of fun. I could do something else then. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the, the the idea of choice for women and even choice for men, having different choices as opposed to whether the structure of the culture said, this is how 
it needs to be kind of narrow-minded uh, as that kind of loosened up was you know freeing <clears throat> but the pendulum but the pendulum has gone way far the other way right we went from giving opportunities equal opportunities to women and you know in every way possible that they wanted they choose to actually now kind of making you know men wrong about all of that so almost like it's you know that the anti-patriarchy and the whole problem is men, uh, the enemy of men, are suppressed women. And what? No, what? No, no, right? No, if you no. get, look at a system, it's the balance of, you know, it's the hunter-gatherer coming together in order to survive. That's all that was. And the roles are very specific in that. Now we blend them. It's interesting and it gives them more choices. But then it, that creates a whole different kind of problem, which is now women acting like men and men are expected to act like women. We all think it's better because we have a chance at equality finally, right? Everybody that I talk to, men and women, all think it's a better time in history to be alive because we're finally empower women and soften the man. And yet, as you know, it's the worst thing in the world for relationship. It's, it's yeah. okay for money and buildings, building money, you know, yep. building careers. But in the realm of love, it's a kiss of death. Why? Because it flies in the face of what works. What's that phrase you were using about the pendulum swinging? I, I can't remember now. Um, so far in the other direction, um, I called it a, dis a dysfunctional pendulum swing. But um, yeah, but but you you had something. I don't know if you remember. I forget what it was. I forget if I, did I call it something. Yeah, you did. I well, maybe I'll think of it. But at any rate, okay. go ahead. It went from you know opening opportunities for women. That, that by, by the way, in my in my world, in my research, it, it was always there. Right? There, there was no. No, men never really stop or try to stop women from, from anything, right? That's actually what we do best. We actually encourage you and help you with everything, you know? Let me stop you right there because I Please, think yeah, there is so – No, you're not. You're, I, what I'm, I'm stopping oh, you because what you said right there is extremely significant. I truly believe that we're really divided up into two ways of looking at this whole issue. Those mm -hmm. who believe that the history – is a terrible one and a negative one and was designed to hold women down and back. And those who know, as you and I do, that that's not at all the way it went down. Mm. And so that, when you start from that very, um, depending on where you're starting with your frame of mind, everything's going to fall within that framework. And so if you think that men were, um, specifically oppressing you as opposed to just there were reasons why the world functioned that way and it was right. um a, it, not at all that way then you all, all of a sudden it opens up the possibility of uh -huh. you looking at what you're going to talk about today what we're going to talk about today in yeah. a very different light yeah. and with you you know it's it's factual by the way you know yeah the 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 you know, men were never against women, against women. There was mm -hmm. never this not this opposition of our nature. Our nature is to provide and protect and make your life yep. better. So, and again, if you look back at history, right, like Madame Curie, 1912, right, was a scientist, you know what I mean, with Einstein and the gang, you know, like these, like nobody stopped her from being that. They actually thought, wow, she's interesting and she wants to do this. Okay, come on in, right? Like, Amelia, Amelia Earhart, you know, 1932, flying around the world by herself. Who was stopping this woman, right? Exactly. Nobody, right? Like the men actually were like part of her team, like that go girl kind of thing, right? So it was unusual. It was unusual we, because the lack of opportunity and the, this is before birth control pill. This is this is when people still had a lot of children, of course. When you got married, yeah. it was you're going to have a lot of children because the, that's how nature was. So 
<laughs> we hadn't progressed enough, if you want to call that call it that term, to allow women the benefit of looking elsewhere outside the home for these other lives. It's not anything other than just the circumstances. And so yeah. the people who didn't do that, like Amelia Earhart, were few yeah. and far between because they were unusual. They just didn't fit the mold. Right. But my point is nobody stopped them. Correct. Actually, men helped right. them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. So this history, uh, I have one of my great aunts, her mother was a lawyer. Like, okay, like, you know, like, so apparently that was impossible back in the days. That's not true. There's a lot of proof. There's a lot of data that says not true. It was unusual. That's all. Women chose right. to do the classic. And stuff. so I don't know that you, I've ever told you about this, but so that was the case with, with my mother. She, my, both my parents had MBAs and she got, um, she went to Radcliffe in the 1950s and became a stockbroker and See? worked in that very male dominated field for years and didn't have me until she was 38. <laughs> which, oh, yeah. which I was the last one. I mean, she had two, my sister and me, yeah. 36 and 38, but extremely unusual for those days. Again, if that's what you want, no one stopped right. her. Right. No one stopped them, right? So that whole idea that patriarchy and male were always against women to hold them down. No, it was against, it was a choice that people made. There was other choices. It was unusual. Exactly. What worked better, again, because we go back to anthropology and, and the survival, is say, you know, two different pieces come together. Family units required a man and a woman, you know, one working hard on the outside, one working hard on the inside. That's how you build a civilization. That's how you build society that's that's against survival so nothing wrong with that but somehow we're the enemies you know so let's talk about today yeah. and the question yes. as to whether or not we are better off today and what has been lost what what is the main thing that got lost in the shuffle of this natural progression with you know modern conveniences technology mm -hmm. the birth control pill all those things changed everything mm -hmm. no question what Absolutely. is it that got lost in the equation there that is causing so many problems between men and women today? Well, again, from my perspective, it's, it's, and you can see the progression, right? If you look back at history and just watch the data, like you can see it coming. What happened is as we push for equality for women, again, in the beginning of the 70s was equal opportunity, equal opportunity. So somehow equal, equal opportunities is having the power like men have power, which means, you know, financial power mm -hmm. and getting a piece of the pie. Okay, fine. Beautiful. Like women always did that, but they usually started doing that until they found a husband and went back to, mm -hmm. would go back to that later in life. That's how yep. the, the new flow seemed to start and work better. But now we raise women now for the past 30 years or so, you know, from kindergarten on to be badasses, right? Strong, independent, and powerful first. Strong, independent, and powerful. Strong, independent, powerful. We used to raise men that way, right? We used to raise boys that way. You know, get in the world, be strong, independent, powerful, find your path, find your way, build your character, become a man that's worthy, you know, so you can hold your own, mm -hmm. build something, find a wife, and take care of your family. So now we've flipped the script where strong, independent, powerful is for women first. And now we raise men to be sweet, sensitive, in touch with their feelings, talkative, right? So we're turning men into women. We're training them to be more womanly, womanly, the word. And we're training women from the get-go to, to step into the masculine and stay there. And somehow they're supposed to be a better life. And now we'll figure out that when we, you know, men and women are so different in the first place, right? There is no equality between men and women as far as our genetics and our bodies. <laughs> You know, yeah, there's well, zero equality. Right, you right. can get this, right? So yep. I say I say this all the time. We're as equal as our, you know, genitals, exactly. right? <laughs> Completely opposition, but made to fit fantastically together and fun to fit together, right? right? Like that's men and women. There's no equality there. 
right? There's no equality there in our physiology. So, and with that comes, you know, what, what motivates us and what we do in the world and what is interesting to us. And so we're different 100% and all the way, fantastic. But when we try to, when we try to equalize this kind of dynamic, physiology and energy, you know, and what we're doing, what we, should, we bring to the world, when women become, literally, when you knock out the feminine part of women, by training them to be masculine and to push and to conquer and to fight and to compete with men, right? What's that, what happens is women literally become, by default, more masculine. They lose their feminine essence completely. Their spirit goes out the window. Everything lovely about them disappears, right? How many women do you know that are badasses and you can't stand the sight of them because they're so edgy that create so much tension in the room? My sister, by the way. Is one of those. <laughs> right? oh, she's not listening. She watch. I don't care. <laughs> she knows. She knows. I tell her all the time. Yeah. yeah. My, my point is, she's a beautiful woman. Uh -huh. She's a beautiful. Fe she looks like Meg. We Ryan, all know women you know? like this. We all know women. Like right. This. Beautiful woman, but as she walks in the room, and you know, you just want to leave. Yeah. Like she creates so much tension. <laughs> she does. She creates yeah. so much tension. Like she's yeah. she's irritating in every possible way. In your face. You know, she's always right. Like a, like a like a guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's even worse than a woman. So. When we raise every woman to be to become that first, to be to to, to value the masculine, you know, energy up front and to lead with that, that stays stuck there. Well, what happens to men? Men who are looking for the feminine loveliness, the part that we're missing, the part that we are attracted to, the part that warms us up, right? The feminine. When that doesn't exist, guys don't do anything. They we don't move. We don't do anything. So. Women are going like, you know, I'm so amazing. I'm badass. I have money. Why no, Why is nobody dating me? Well, it's because you're the one with the biggest balls and guys don't want balls. And yet, that's it. And yet the culture, of course, doesn't understand that. So it tells women that men are just intimidated by you. Right. <laughs> that makes me laugh. That, that one makes me laugh. Right. Oh, I'm just too strong and independent. I'm just too powerful and intimidating, man. I go, no, you're just irritating. You're just irritating. A masculine man won't that have any of that around him. He'll just walk away from you. Well, maybe this will help because I love the way you describe women operating from the heart while men operate from the head. Yeah. So explain that because I think that maybe makes it a little bit easier to grasp. We both do both, right? We both have both, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so, but to be heady, to, ma to, to, to be masculine is to operate from the head, which means it's calculated, it's planned, there's, a, there's an idea. This is how we're going to get there, but it's all like the, the, the planning of life, the, the, the bits and pieces to come ahead and come forward and survive, right? It's, it's from the head. There's a lot of planning in that and competing as masculine. A woman typically lives more from her heart. We do both, right? Mm -hmm. But men get stuck in their heads. That's why often we seem disconnected and aloof and careless and shallow and selfish because we're not living in our hearts we live in our heads which means we turn inwards and we look like we don't care that's just being in your head right mm -hmm. a woman is more typically living from her heart from a center which means she's actually connected to everything around her it's more like outward connection instead of inward connection i call it, i call it internally motivated is a man women are externally motivated it's what's around them that you know makes it feel good and bad Right. So mm -hmm. women are aware of everything around them, the, the mood of people in the room. Right. There's an awareness of everything and everyone. Everything makes them feel either good or bad. Everything they see, hear, taste, smell, touch makes them makes you feel good and bad. That's a that's a woman. Right. It's you're feeling driven. 
beautiful. But when you practice living up in your head like a man and you could do the, the, the amazing thing about human beings that we're very, very, very adaptable. Again, it's how we survive millennia, right? As a woman, when you get to decide or are told or taught that it's more important to be, you know, masculine and calculated and make some money, you go up in your head, you, you start living there and you get stuck there, all of my clients, by the way, stuck in their heads, lose touch with their center, their feminine, their essence, their spirit that is radiant as a woman and, and men don't see them. What happens when a woman is in her head, when a, when a woman lives in her masculine and she loses her feminine essence, men don't see you anymore. You disappear from our sight, and you'll know that you're a man in the room. You show up as a man in the room when you're at work, and guys talk to you and around you like you're not there, and or that you're one of the dudes. You know, inappropriate jokes. You know what I mean? Like stuff that you don't wouldn't say in front of women. You know what I mean? Well, because you disappeared as a woman. Sorry, I was just thinking of something as you were saying that because my daughter, my daughter's in college. And um, she's getting a crash course on relationships, as everybody who goes to college does. That's partly, in my opinion, what college is for. I'm actually going this weekend to Princeton to talk to uh, a group of college women about this very thing. Nice. And nice. my daughter, yeah. And my daughter had said to me, she texted me. I'm actually looking for it, but we text so much I probably won't be able to find it. She <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, here we go. You should tell your college girls next week that it feels a lot more powerful to be feminine." and get boys' attention a lot and handle it in a classy way than to act like a boy and ward off everyone and get the wrong kind of attention. Ta-da. She gets it. She gets it. She had a little bit of heads up with her mom, but she's, but she, but that's just being told something. When Now she's experiencing oh, She's it, seeing know? it, she's yeah. She's seeing it. It's not just what mom says, and it's been wonderful. Beautiful. Most women want to get married and stay married, but the culture in which we live undermines them every step of the way. You've been told since the day you were born that you don't need a man, that women are superior to men, and that sex differences have no basis in biology. None of that is true. In Women Who Win at Love, I expose the lies you've been fed for political gain and share the secrets you need to know about male and female nature, sex and desire, marriage and commitment. You will learn the eight dating rules that lead to marriage, why super successful women struggle in love, why love alone is not a reason to get married, and why acting like a man lands women in a ditch. Women Who Win at Love is a bold and countercultural roadmap to help women love and understand men as well as themselves and to find the love they so desperately seek. So head on over to Amazon.com and type in Women Who Win at Love and get ready for your life to change. I mean, I say, I say this all the time. <clears throat> you know, women think, again, in our culture, my podcast is all about this, you know, that being badass, strong, independent, powerful and having, you know, masculine power is is the key to happiness or the key to whatever. Yeah. And they think femininity is weak and pointless. And, you know, uh, and I go, no, you, femininity is the most powerful thing in the world. Right. You have the power to bring men to our knees if you want to. Like men will, you know, men are moved by the feminine power. Men are inspired by your femininity. Men are looking for that warmth that brings us sort of, again, see, that's the purpose again. You know, you bring us out of our heads into our hearts. The only way men feel some relief from being in their heads, and I do a lot of men's work, and a lot of them, the complaint, the biggest, the biggest complaint in the world is like they feel nothing. They're stuck in their heads and they feel numb because they they get stuck there, which is mm. that happens, right? Yeah. And what happens is every man in the world, whether they're conscious of it or not, what they're looking for is to feel something else than numb. So 
right? So that's where the feminine power, the feminine energy brings us and it brings us out of our heads. Actually, when you show feminine, like it, our heads literally shake like, oh, wow. And you go, and it brings us present. Wow. Like, look at her. Like, there's something about her. Like, it, it brings us into our hearts. We're actually, you know, we're nicer, kinder, and you like us better there. So when you eliminate that idea of femininity in the world, again, you you take everything out. You you get to disappear as a woman in the world, and men don't actually show up for you. They they can't see you, and actually that that dance of back and forth of men and women, that whole dynamic of you know masculine and feminine disappears, and nobody gets together. Nobody understands what's happening, and we miss you completely, and you miss us because we don't. Show, you know what I mean? It's it's a terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. And yet it's, again, framed as though men just need to change and grow up and get out of, you know, accept the way women are today. And it's, I think that um, this is such a big thing. I mean, if, if, keep in mind, women have been, of course, as you say, taught to be in their masculine for so many years that I think Mm -hmm. the one thing that's missing is that you can do that in the workplace, but you're not going to be successful in that in your relationships if you keep that yeah. persona. And for some reason, I don't see why that's so difficult to understand that there's like two separate ways of moving through the world. Right, if, right. I, I don't, but that got lost in the shuffle, of course, because feminists are the ones who are spreading this. They don't have good relationships with men, so they wouldn't even know <laughs> how to. Right. How, they wouldn't know they what we're care. talking about anyway. So it would right. be. Yeah. Right. But but they you and care. I are saying, look, that that works over there, but it doesn't work in this domain, which is why mm-hmm. marriages and relationships are so messed up today. Because, yep. it, but it, all you have to do is accept and understand. You don't have to chuck the things you've been taught to some degree, but you need to tweak it. You need to understand that, as you say, the pendulum swung too far and we're missing a piece here. And when you grab that piece, you can actually have both in your life. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the work that I do with my clients. You know, they just don't, they don't even know. It's what happens is they don't, they've been sold this lemon so hard, mm-hmm. you know, so hard. So hard. You know, when are you going to be when you grow up, right? Yep. To a four year old, like, relax. She's a girl. Let yeah. her be a little girl, right? Like, chill the hell out, right? I see this everywhere. Like, enough already, right? And, it, they, and they're trying to blow off the man. You know what I mean? It's not important what they want. You know, they're just, you know, like, it's just, it's such a travesty of what actually, works you know i just thought of something i have a question for you you and i each have two children one son and one daughter is that right Mm -hmm. okay have you i'm just thinking about this now because my husband and i are um always concerned that we've raised our kids so differently than Mm -hmm. the the cultural way counter i guess counterculturally and i assume you guys have too do you ever worry about their options for partners as a result of having raised them with this no, no, it's the exact opposite, right? My kids are wide awake. My kids are, are seeing what's going on in the world. It's going on with their friends, going on with their school. They they see the perversion of what they're trying to teach them. Right? No, no, no. Mine do right? too. But don't you worry right. about for a partner that they're the other people haven't been raised that way. That they're their well, age is what I mean. So that- I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Right? As much as you and I see the the, the the what's not working, right? This seemingly what I'm noticing is a bunch of people who don't talk about it. Right, the ones that aren't bitching about what's not working, mm-hmm. who are kind of classically wired, who raise their kids appropriately, who kind of talk to them like I, like I did and like you did with mm-hmm. your kids about you know what truly works best, and mm-hmm. you know, like when you're in the conversation with your kids, some you know they 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 get they get to see both sides. So for me, my kids, I have to tell you, my son is 19 years old, right, and he I raised them to empower him 
right? Mm -hmm. Because as a male, he has to find his mojo in order to be good in the world, right? It's different than the way I raised my daughter. And this is a different conversation. Totally. I don't want to go too far into it. But, yeah. so, but, you know, as soon as I could, I put stuff on his lap. You know, it was, he was responsible for a bunch of stuff. So right now he's 19, he's going to college. He's got his own, he's got a job, right? That he works in between that. So he works a lot. He's in school or working almost full time because that he likes to make the money. He, that's, he like gives him his mojo, right? Yeah, right? He has a, he has his own car. He pays yeah. his own insurance. He pays, you know, for his own gas. The car is on him completely. I do not help him with any of that. And he's got a beautiful girlfriend. Now he's interesting enough. His girlfriend is exactly a copy paste of my wife. Which makes completely sense. Complete sense. Right? I'm waiting like to see what's going to happen with my son. <laughs> well, and it'll be a copy paste of you. I promise. I, right? I hope so. I mean, I shouldn't say it, I hope so. It, what I, I mean to I say is, if it's not, it's okay. If it's not, I don't mean it that way. But I, I right. always feel like it's a rejection somehow if it ends up being the opposite of you. so that's why i said i hope not (laughs) yeah but i mean anyway so it's an interesting thing to watch you know that he is basically without this is also the human brain right without any real thought process that he's attracted to his first role model or i'm his role model but his first love affair which is my wife like his mother's his first love affair and the girl that he picked that he's dating is exactly like her it's hysterical. She's funny. She's feminine. She thinks everything he does is funny. My wife still thinks I'm funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's we're great. Both, we're both good goofballs, but I guess so he's created the same dynamic. So that's on his radar because in a lot of ways that's been his reality. So yeah, that's, that's the beauty there. Ben, the problem for a lot of my clients is I notice a lot of them that, are, that I'm coaching, that I'm working with, are women who had no father. Oh, yeah. So, so they tell- have no idea yeah. what it's like to be a dad, right. And right? you And you had an excellent... Um- explanation of how they lose their um, desire to, they don't believe they can depend on a man. So then they, right. the way you said it, they drop their femininity yeah. like a hot potato or something. Well, I, well it's again, it's again, yeah, of course it's a survival instinct. It's a, it's a mechanism, a survival mechanism. What happens is if a little girl doesn't have a father, which is grows up and right. So the daddy energy is provided protect. My mom can do this, but on <clears throat> a little girl, her first love affair is dad. So if, there's no daddy energy. There's no nurturing from daddy love, right? And let me just pause for a second and say that could be either yes. absent father or a father who's technically married to the mom but never around. Oh, yeah, yeah. or abusive or, or drunk yeah, right. or, you know, crazy or you name it. Right? He could be in the room, but as if he's not right. safe, if, if, if the father isn't the safe figure for the little girl, automatically, again, <clears throat> again, this is nature and survival is – she doesn't feel safe, so she has to be in, in, in charge of her own safety, and it knocks her feminine out completely. Just knocks it right out of her system, like out, like a baseball. And she has no choice to survive in her mind, to, to take care of herself, to protect herself, to become masculine. And so these women grow up again. That sometimes it's just, it's just life. It's not their fault, right? Right. Sometimes they're taught that way, trained that way, pushed that way by mom, mm-hmm. right? But just the, the mere fact that they don't. They don't feel safe in the world because they don't have a, fa- a male figure mm-hmm. to keep them, to, to nurture them into their feminine naturally. With that piece missing, they, they have no idea what it's like to be feminine. They just have to push through life with their masculine because that's how they're going to survive. And so later on in life, you know, they can't attract men. They don't know what a man is. They don't know what even... A loving father, warm male energy is because they experience men as beasts in the world because we're two different beasts. You know what I mean? There's, 
the guy in the world, the man working, men pushing, men competing, and it's daddy in the house, right? Same guy, two different energies. Or they do attract, or they do attract a man, but it's the wrong kind of man who's very soft, and it's not until later that they're like, "This is not working at all for me." That's what I. Those are the those are the people I get. The the yeah. When a, when a woman is masculine, whichever for whatever reason she got to be masculine, no daddy, bad daddy, right, or whatever, raised to be badass. You know, energetically, this is a, actually some mechanism. If you're masculine, you're going to attract feminine. So it's like two magnets. If you're masculine woman, energetically, you will only attract a feminine man. And the problem with that is my clients who are stuck that way have only attracted feminine men who don't do anything, who take advantage of them, who make him are happy to them, you know, make them work two jobs while he does his music and smokes, you know, a joint mm-hmm. while he's spooning the dog, you know, all afternoon where she's working two like these guys encourage women to work and take care of them. Mm-hmm. He's feminine, she's masculine. Eventually she burns out. And so it you know, but like I said, they, it's energy, right? Yeah. If you're a masculine woman and you think all men are douchebags that are soft and don't work. You've never met a man because you're so masculine and vice versa. Yeah, and, uh, I know. There's... Terrible. It's a I terrible know. thing. It's a horrible thing. You, um, when we talked about, or when you talked about on that program, how we help yeah. women embrace what they've lost, you know, how do we get them out of their heads and into their gut or their guiding system their more feminine energy you told a story or you know you had a woman on i'm sorry named jeanette is there any way you could just sort of quickly sum up what happened with her because i thought that was yeah really really yeah i know it's kind of a long story so i'll go i'll go short with you just get to the point but jeanette is uh somebody i knew about seven eight years ago she's a fitness guru she was a competitive uh bikini um you know model type thing but like you know in the world of competition bikinis like just one step on your bodybuilder show so she was a competitive competitive you know show she had her own gym right just badass powerful up at four in the morning because she's her first you know class at five in the morning with her females you know badass you know um clientele and stuff and just a, a woman and her masculine just building a business being alive making some money right just boom 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 but like my sister and other women in my world and my clients you know uh the, the pace of that energy, right? Like there was this masculine, pushy, controlling, irritating, right? And uh, anyway, I lost track for, I did, I lost track of her for a few years. And about a year later, last year, I ended up in a master mastermind where she was present and she walked in the room and what, the, what is going on? Right? A whole different woman, a whole different woman. Like she walked in the room and instead of creating tension, you know, and try to avoid her, kind of, you know, there was warmth when she walked and it was like the light came on in the room. It was very unusual. And now I am very familiar with that energy because I teach this stuff and I encourage that, you know, and I went right up to her and her face, you know, she's, her face seemed different. There was a glow to it. And so find out what happened. Of course, I sat with her later on. I said, what is going on with you? You look fantastic. And you feel like, what is up? And she had understood that she was missing the other part of her being. Uh, she was stuck in her masculine for years and almost it killed her last two relationships because she was too masculine. The guys are like, where's the girl that I fell in love with? Because she got worse and worse and worse because of the business and the, the comp- competition. And uh, when she lost the last guy, she was devastated and said something is wrong. So she ended up basically um, on, a, on a trip where she discovered yoga 
and kind of realized she had never, she'd lost, lost touch with her essence as a woman and her spirit. She was all body, but mind and spirit had been neglected for years. And that was the part that she realized she was incomplete and basically kind of went back into nurturing a spirit. And so she actually sold her gym and now her new practice is doing, she's doing yoga, um, you know, spiritual yoga, still phys physical, but you know what I mean? So, and basically brought the two pieces missing. So now she's mind, body, and spirit, you know, balanced. And I'm telling you the energy that she brings is just delightful. And that's, that's the magic. Something you know? that her boyfriend at the time prior to oh, that said yeah. something to her about suggesting yes. this is really interesting suggesting yeah. that she maybe sell the business solely because it was causing her so much anxiety and angst and she yeah. initially rejected that thinking he was trying to keep her from following her dreams or whatever but ends up being yeah. that he's right in the end which i thought was absolutely funny. but it took her yeah, through all that to yeah. get that Completely. Like she thought she was, you know, she worked so hard for 15 years to build a business. And when he said that one morning she couldn't get out of bed, she was burning out completely. And he said, you know, you don't have to do this. I could help you. Like you don't have to work this hard. Like, you know, you don't need to do this. And when he said, you don't need to do this, what he was saying is, let me help you. Right. And right. You don't have to work so hard. I make a lot of money. You could do it differently than this. She heard what she heard him say is like, you know, sell your business and, you know, um, you know, this, give all that up is pointless anyway, you know, and she's like, after 15 years, she's like, I couldn't believe how dare he tell me to like, you know, quit my business. That's not what he said. That's what she heard. <laughs> but right. my favorite part yeah. is after they, after they broke up and she, that she kind of re-understood or recalibrated herself and kind of came back into her body and spirit, right? That she actually went back up to him and apologized for that. And she said, you were right. And I totally mis misunderstood what you're saying. You were just trying to help me as men, a good man naturally does. And I just heard something else. And uh, when I heard that, I just thought this, yeah. this, this is exactly what's going on in, in broad it's society it's as a whole, that women it's are it's taking this stuff completely wrong and they're screwing up their own lives as a result of just refusing to understand men. <laughs> I mean, if you just flipped a switch, you could have a great life. You are just refusing to, <laughs> to look at it. It's so sad. Right. It's so sad, you know, and, and, what I, I I say this all the time, right? Like, think about this. This is such a great deal for everyone, right? Yeah. Men at the core of us start from hero. We're born with this. Like, we want to be your heroes. We we're born with it. Little boys, watch little boys with their mothers trying to help them, right? Like, like we're born we're born with that inside of us. We want to be your heroes, right? It makes us feel masculine. Makes us feel like we make a difference. Makes us feel manly right and <laughs> it's instinctual you don't need to manipulate us yeah. for us to want to help you what the hell is the problem ladies <laughs> ladies what the hell is the problem like men want to help make your life better make life easier make you more comfortable you know because when you're comfortable happier less stress you're actually a lot more fun to be with which is what we're looking for to get us out of our heads okay. we need that from you right so and we want to do it naturally. It's an, an, an instinct. Men want to help neurotically. We want to help. That's a default system. Let us. It's a really good deal for you, and it's good for us because it makes us feel manly and powerful, and it will make a difference. You know, I, I, I told a little story in uh, not my last current book, but the last one of walking 
taking a walk in my neighborhood and seeing my neighbor with her son and daughter, like maybe they were two and five or something. And she was in her princess costume (laughs) and he was, (laughs) and he was in, he had a cape. He had a cape. He was like two years old. He had a cape to be Superman and it wasn't Halloween. There was no, there was no, (sighs) there was no Halloween going on. It was just, I want to put this on and be the hero. And I thought, now, if you look at a two year old boy doing this, don't tell me their parents said, here, put on a cape. We want you to pretend like you're the hero. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Any parents of boy of a boy sees how instinctive this is. Yeah. I do think it, it, it sometimes takes having almost a boy and a girl to really see it up close myself. Sure, 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 sure. Or even a brother and a sister. I think that when you don't have an opposite sex sibling, that I've learned the hard way that that sort of it can be uh, you know, problematic for you. Well, there's a not knowing. Yeah, there's yeah. a not knowing. Yeah. But the other side, but the flip side, my wife is an incredible, easy, happy, feminine woman. And uh, one of the, you know, almost, uh, she's such a good partner for me. But get this, right? She's the number six kid and she's got five older brothers. Oh, yeah. She's the only girl yeah. in the room. Always. So guess what? She never says stuff like, why do you guys always, or like she, she, that she's so been exposed yes. to male yeah. men energy and five maniacs older than her. Absolutely. Five. That's such a leg up. You know what I mean? Leg up. Of oh course. And they're, they're all a year apart. So she knows men. She's more comfortable with men. She loves men energy. She doesn't, it is, we don't confuse her. Right. And on the flip side, a buddy of mine married this girl who she's always fighting with. He's pulling his hair out. He's like, how the hell do you do this with your wife? I go, oh, well, mine has five older brothers. His wife <laughs> has no daddy and four sisters. So there was like, oh, pro- yeah, that's a problem. So, so <laughs> as a, as a male, he's just this big, dirty, smelly yeah. creature who's misbehaving all the time, and you know they force him to put the toilet seat down after he's gone to the bathroom, like because they have to have their way. I'm like, wow, you're in hell, my dude. You're in hell, and that's not your fault. But oh my goodness, you should have picked different. But anyway, there's all of that, right? Like our exposure to to you know the lifestyle how we were raised and what's around us will affect the whole dynamic but what's in the culture is absolutely the worst thing the worst thing hence your hence your podcast title why the culture gets it wrong or how the culture gets it wrong yeah how the culture gets it wrong and you know we're on podcast podcast number 87 and there's there's no sign of losing track of material there's material every week oh i know it's well i love it i I listen to it every week and i encourage everybody (laughs) else to as well and i'm going to tell everybody before we sign off here that um andre you're this isn't the last you're going to hear from him i've started or i mean i put into action uh i'm going to be doing my own podcast once a month without a traditional guest the way we're doing now and um it's just going to be me sort of pontificating about about various things that are going on in the culture, and Andre is going to sit alongside me and be my sidekick. So um, mm, you will be it. hearing him again in a little different format, but um, definitely again. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Andre, for Absolutely. explaining all this. I just think it's I think the way you do it is is was wonderful, and I love the fact that you're a guy saying it because sometimes mm. you know. I don't know. I just think hearing it from both men and women instead of just from men or just from women is woman is so important. Yeah. So I, um, I agree. Yeah. Good that's, mix. Yeah. Great mix. So thank you. We'll talk again soon. Again, everybody, the, it's how the culture gets it wrong. Just type it into your podcast and I think you will like it a lot. Yeah. We're on five different, um, five different platforms. So I heart radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitchers, and, um, 
Google Play. So you just go to any one of those sites, just type how the culture gets it wrong on the podcast, and then you'll find all the episodes. Perfect. Awesome. This has been a great conversation, Andre. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll talk um, shortly, soon. My guest today was Andre Parody, Educator of Effective Communication Strategies. His website is projectequinox.net. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Suzanne Venker Show. Don't forget to tune in next week when we talk with Lisa Britton, a writer, activist, and entrepreneur who believes all children, boys included, should be empowered to live their best lives. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Oh,